Remember, you can stay up to date on the latest news with the Irish Independent WhatsApp channel. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in Mon Eruk the end of Chacht Erechor. Agasuligum a Makan Shaw, Gurfeder Echor, Inuik Kart, Len of Winterfin. Skilti, Fis, Turmi. Tashe Dochretche, Nachvetok, Ara, Igornamion, and Kestin Echo. Vientolum again omgrev or corn rachtum. Yatakshatorin Graven or Corson, Elistuhalagus Gimina Fracht, Gorokligs or Dukashin Echor. Only Venown, Thordorakshin. Shachten. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms. This is an Irish independent podcast. So 55,000 acres, just to put it into perspective, is the size of two San Francisco's. It's dry farmland, mostly cattle, wheat, barley, safflower, it's pretty good soil in that it holds water well, but it's, you know, it, it's dry. You're not going to be growing tomatoes or um, avocados. They throw around a lot of urbanist buzzwords like, you know, walkability and, and jobs, housing, balance, public transportation. And I mean, but it's, it's just the details are scant. It's going to be a really heavy lift. On the other hand, you know, they've already spent a billion billion dollars. If it ends up getting approved, it's going to take 10 years. Hello and you're welcome to The Big Tech Show with me, Adrian Weckler, in association with Square. Square can help with your business needs from menu management and online ordering to payments. Visit square.com for more. Now, in recent months, it's emerged that a syndicate of Silicon Valley billionaires, including Ireland's Patrick and John Collison, have bought 55,000 acres of farmland in California with the purpose of starting a new city from scratch. They call it California Forever. Is this a uh, dystopian new citadel where tech millionaires will make all the rules? Or is it a fresh new start and a new way of thinking uh, about the housing crisis? Well, I'm delighted to be joined from San Francisco by uh, J.K. Deneen, the housing reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle. J.K., you're very welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Adrian. And J.K., you have been on this story for a while. First of all, tell me, where is Solano County, the place where they've bought all these acres? So it's it's east of San Francisco, um, about 40 miles. Most people in the Bay Area sort of pass it on their way to, to Tahoe, where, you know, where there's ski resorts and, and a beautiful lake. Yeah, it's uh, it's in recent years, a lot of people from San Francisco have have been forced to not forced, but have moved there because uh, housing mm-hmm. is slightly cheaper more mm-hmm. available and but the commute the commutes are you know can be an hour hour and a half from from some parts of the county and the acreage that these tech billionaires and millionaires and I'm looking at the list here it's not just the Collisons you're looking at Laureen Powell Jobs who's the um uh, the widow of Apple co-founder uh, Steve Jobs looking at Andreessen Horowitz Menlo Park a venture capital firm looking at LinkedIn co-founder Reid Hoffman um what they have bought 
is farmland. This is there's nothing on it. Correct. Yeah, exactly. So 55,000 acres, just to put it into perspective, is the size of two San Francisco's. Wow. Um, and so they've bought it's dry farmland, mostly cattle, wheat, barley, safflower. Um, it's it's pretty good soil in that it holds water well, but it's you know, it, it's dry. You're not going to be growing tomatoes or um um, you know, pistachio nuts or uh, well, avocados. You might by the time the tech millionaires uh, have their way with it. But, but like, explain to me as much as we know, what is the general idea here? What What's the basic thesis behind, as so far as we know, what they want to do? Well, um, they throw around a lot of kind of um, urbanist buzzwords like, you know, walkability and and mm-hmm. jobs, housing, balance, and, you know, public transportation. And I mean, but it's, it's just the details are scant. The renderings um, that they've released on their website are AI generated um, and are just look like cartoons, basically. Um, I, do you know what? I, I saw some of these renderings. It, it, it shows you what appears to be a kind of a Tuscan Italian landscape yes. mixed with kind of upper class East Coast Connecticut style town centers. Yeah, it's a it's it's um it's very bizarre. Um and the renderings are just kind of of poor quality. If you look at it closely, like there's a a girl on a bicycle that doesn't have a, a left foot. Um mm. I mean there's just like a lot of details kind of missing. And then it shows um I mean, you have no idea from the renderings and, you know, what are people going to do for a living? Where are they going to work? How are they going to get around? There's no cars in any of the renderings. Everybody's on bicycle. There's a lot of people on kayaks and, and boats out in the Sacramento River. So it seems like maybe they're planning on having an economy based on fishing. Um, <laughs> it's kind of hard to tell. I mean, California Forever, the organization, says that it hasn't yet put forward any detailed plans yet. But I'm wondering, do we have any idea from the coverage that this has gotten so far about, let's call it the ethos or the lifestyle objectives of, of those of those planning it from a community perspective? Um, I would say that they are just trying to take the kind of new urbanist idea, you know, basically a a place where you can walk to the grocery mm-hmm. store, walk to restaurants, walk to work, and kind of put that out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. It, uh, you know, it's it's really um, they're talking about solar power, so um, they're talking about a mil- planting over a million olive trees. So there would be some agriculture, uh, clean energy. I don't know where they would get their water from. It's hard to figure out how people would get around because they're. There's one road that they're out in the they're the eastern part of Solano County, which mm-hmm. is a is a very long way for uh, from Tipperary. Um, huh. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, it, it's over this side of the Atlantic. We hear about projects like this in the states, and we're kind of intrigued because anything can happen in America, right? I mean, Las Vegas was was the small sleepy town that bloomed in the desert, you know, city of a thousand lights. But I'm also conscious that the U.S. is is the land of gated communities. And I'm assuming, for example, that this new city would be a democracy, that it would have a mayor or elected officials and that 
Um, or, or, or would it? Maybe this would be some giant kind of ultra-planned uh, uh, area where people who wanted to move there, like a co-op, maybe they'd be vetted? Is that, is that dystopian idea? I, yeah, that would be the... Um... Yeah, that would be the 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 thing that scares everybody, like the the Margaret Atwood um, dystopian novel version mm-hmm. of, of California Forever. Ah, uh, th- so far the the uh, the organization has not done a very good job at currying favor with with elected officials and politicians. They've they've managed to alienate pretty much everybody. They are going to need, you know, whether or not they want to ultimately have a different form of government um, remains to be seen, but they're going to need the approval of the current government if they want to see this happen. Um, they need to. So in Solano County, there are seven cities. They, they have something called the Organized Growth Initiative, which basically says that all urban development, housing, office space, you know, commercial, uh, retail has to happen in the seven cities that are, that exist in the county and not mm-hmm. in unincorporated, you know, ag land, uh, which, which makes up the, the remainder, um, of Solano County. And so, uh, there, all of the land they're buying is, is outside of the city limits of Rio Vista and Fairfield and the various uh, municipalities. So they're going to have to get the voters of Solano County to, uh, overturn or make an exception to that uh, organized growth initiative, uh, mm-hmm. and that's going to be a heavy lift. There, it's it's come to the ballot four times, and four times the voters have have upheld the the current rules. Um, they're also going to need a vote from the Solano County Board of Supervisors um, in in order to and 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 a lot of other agencies, water quality boards, and. And there, there's, there's a bunch of this. This starts to sound fairly greasy fairly quickly. Yeah, it's going to be a really heavy lift. On the other hand, you know they've already spent a billion, a billion dollars, and mm. um, you know can can they just buy the votes they need um, over the mm. next few years? It's possible. And you, you gave me a sense of some of the feedback from some constituencies there. Do we know how other ordinary Californians have reacted to this? What has the reaction been to the idea of this sparkling new city being built from nothing? I think I, I get a lot of feedback um, from my, I think I've done seven stories in the last month. Um, it's really mixed. I do, you know, like you said, California is the golden state. It's the place where people go to reinvent themselves. It's the place where anything's possible. Um, and, uh, and so, uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of people who are, who are open-minded about this idea. Um, uh, but then, I mean, so, um, the, the yes in my backyard movement is, has mm-hmm. really become quite strong in San Francisco. So this is basically a, a political movement that started about 10 years ago, um, that was a reaction to, um, a lot, the you know, a lot of NIMBY sort of attitude, which you know, where residents, uh, you know, homeowners opposed opposed housing, and you had all these young tech workers and young families moving into California, and not, and they couldn't buy a house um, because we weren't building enough housing, and so the NIMBY movement, which the Collisons have you know contributed contributed a million dollars to in in twenty eighteen, uh, at the time that was the largest contribution. That had been made to any Yimbi organization, um, you know, that has become a powerful movement. But the thing is, the Yimbis have have always been all about 
building in existing cities, Mm. brownfield development as opposed to greenfield development, you know, taking uh, obsolete, you know, factory properties, um, contaminated sites and cleaning them up and, and building housing in a place where there's already train stations and, and retail and all the stuff, schools and all the stuff that you need to, to make a city. Um, and so this is something very different. And so the YIMBY movement itself is divided on this. Um, it, it's, uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down as time goes forward. Um, and you know, whether, whether the, the, all of the YIMBYs will end up being on board or not. Mm. I mean, it's not the first time that something from scratch has been built in the US. In one of your articles, you you cited somebody who was uh, referring to how Philadelphia came about, for example. And essentially, that was um, one particularly rich person who decided he wanted to build, in 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 his view, uh, a beautiful city. I, I mentioned Las Vegas before. See all sorts of communities pop up in the states. In Florida, they create these giant uh, communities, seemingly uh, from from scratch, aimed at attracting a new way of living. I just wonder what the what we will see, what we will end up with, uh, presuming this city gets uh, built, what what kind of a place it will be? Will it be someone somewhere that we'll, you'd want to visit, where you'd want to live? Will it be Republican? Will it be Democrat? Will it be none of the above? Um, do you think it's going to get built? If it ends up getting approved, it's going to take 10 years. Um, okay. If you look, there are examples of smaller cities that have been built in the last two decades in the Bay Area. There's a place called Mountain House, which is um, in uh, Central Valley, but commutable to the Bay Area, just over the Altamont Pass. And what kind of people live there? It's a lot of people that have been priced out of the inner Bay Area. I mean, a lot of police okay. officers, firefighters, mm-hmm. nurses. Um, but if you look at what the promises made for with that um, that new city, which has about 22,000 people living in it, and, and what ended up happening you know at the time they said we're going to have enough jobs that you know most people in mountain house can work around there and and i think i i read somewhere that that out of the 22,000 residents something like 75 of them work in mountain house oh, um, so it's just a commuter's town just a bedroom community and people have some epic horrific commutes. From what you can gather in reporting on this, do you think that the motivations um, of the founders, a guy called Jan Schromack, who's a former Goldman Sachs trader, and the people who've contributed to it, like the Collisons and the other tech billionaires I've mentioned, do you think that that their vision is one of trying to build something from a good place? Or do you think they're looking for a kind of an elite community somewhere that they can create a kind of a, a, a Valhalla you know, a utopia somewhere where, where that is, that doesn't have the issues that other cities have? Hard to say. I mean, the idea that it would be some elite community is seems far-fetched, given that I, I don't think that too many people with a lot of resources would would choose necessarily to, to, to live that far away from, you know, the symphony, the opera, the museums, the restaurants, the you know the high rises in downtown San Francisco, Stanford University, uh, 
Mm-hmm. University of California, Berkeley. So I, I, you know, I wonder. I mean, the reason why Stripe gave a million dollars to California Yimby is that they were having trouble recruiting, you know, employees, um, and that's only gotten worse since COVID, where people can work remotely and live mm-hmm. in places with far cheaper housing costs than San Francisco. Look, we've done a terrible job of of building housing in California. And, and, you know, the ramifications are, are many. I mean, we have a big homelessness crisis. We have, um, you know, we've had companies that have moved to Texas and Florida and other places because it's, it's simply hard to, to um, you know, our housing costs are double those of many other parts of the country. Um, and so if, if, I, if I were employed, you know, I don't know how many employees Stripe has, but you know, they've got to be concerned about having places for their kind of mid-level, entry-level people in their organization to work. And so I, I would think that that's at least part of the motivation. Oh, I see. So they're, they're not in it to make a profit. They're not in it for to make a utopian place. They're in it as a kind of a cocktail of motivational factors, including literally somewhere for people to live, people who might even be employed in their companies. That's my guess. Yeah. I mean, and, and like it's, mm. it's the whole thing is, has been shrouded in mystery. And as they've kind of gone public with, which they were forced to do, by the way, one thing that we didn't mention is that there's a Air Force base uh, in Solano County and they've been buying up a lot of land. It's the most, it's Travis Air Force Base, the most important Air Force Base in the United States. And so they they started buying property in 2018 and they've pretty much bought all of the the land the agricultural land around the air force base which was a a um a, a source of of great consternation for a lot of people because they you know there was all kinds of rumors is it the chinese are they people spying on us like hmm. what, what no it's the irish <laughs> yes yeah, the irish <laughs> yeah and uh yeah so they're um they've kind of settled that issue though they've said look we're gonna all that space around the air force base is going to be preserved as is a buffer um between the city that we build and the air force base and and so that i think that assuaged some concerns that um that the you know the military had anyway i don't know who i would want to go up against uh more the military or the ranchers. I've watched Yellowstone. I know how yeah, vicious, yeah. Uh, uh, vicious they can get. Look, J.K. Deneen, uh, housing reporter at the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you so much for joining our podcast and explaining what's going on with uh, California forever. It's been a pleasure having you. Uh, and that is all we have time this week, folks. Thank you very much to Tabitha Monaghan, who produced to Gav Hennessy on sound and Conan Doherty on video. I'm Adrian Weckler, and you've been watching or listening to The Big Tech Show in association with Square. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Shachtan, an Indo Askeliga. Time in mon Eurokti yen of Chacht Erachor. Agasuligum a Makan Shah Gurfeder Echor in Uik Kart Lenavinterfein. Skilti Fis Turmi. Tashe Dochretcha Nach Vetoch Ara Igornamyan on Kestin Echol. Vientalam Aginom Griv Orkar Nrachtum. Yatakshatarin Griven Orkarstan Elistuhalagas Gimina Fracht Gorokliks are Dukashenecher. Only Venaun Thardarakshin. Ben Marav. Shachtan. Find us on all the usual podcast platforms.